Hi, this is David Spray, and welcome to another episode of the IC Disc Show. Now, this episode is going to be a little different than typical because I do not have a guest. Rather, I'm going to do a short episode in which I answer the most common questions that we have received this year about the future of the IC Disc given the new administration. So I hope you find this Q&A to be helpful, and I appreciate any feedback that you may have. A quick disclaimer, this conversation is designed to be a high-level, general conversation. It should not be taken as tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified tax or legal advisor for guidance in your specific situation. Okay, let's get started. So the number one question that I've received is, will the Biden administration have any impact on the IC disk? So this is kind of a broad question. So let's break this down into a few components. So the answer to that is it depends. I know, I know it depends. Classic consultant uh, answer. So for flow through corporations, S corps, LLCs and partnerships, the IC disk could become even more beneficial or even less beneficial. But for C-Corps, the IC disk will be more beneficial if taxes go up. So we'll come back to the C-Corp. Let's talk about the S-Corps first. So again, back to flow-throughs, S-Corps, LLCs, and partnerships. These are called flow-throughs because the income is not taxed at the corporate level, but rather it quote, flows through to the individual shareholders. So if the only change that happens is that the 20% pass-through deduction is eliminated, then the IC disk would be more valuable. Now, if dividend rates remain the same, but ordinary tax rates increase from 37% to the proposed 39.6%, then the IC disk would become even more valuable because the spread between ordinary rates and dividend rates would widen. On the other hand, the Biden administration has proposed eliminating the preferential dividend capital gains rate altogether. If that would happen, then for flow-throughs, it would make the disk situation uh, worse. And in fact, as far as the traditional tax saving strategy, it would basically eliminate that. It's just a recap. Uh, I believe it was about 20 years ago, as part of the Bush tax cuts of 2001, the, uh, div there was a preferential dividend and capital gains rate uh, that was enacted that allowed dividend income and long-term capital gain income to be taxed at a lower rate, or what's also called a preferential rate. Back in 2001, the dividend rate for highest taxpayer, highest rate taxpayers was 15%. The highest ordinary rate was 35%. So thus there was a 20% spread between ordinary rates and dividend rates. And that's when the IC disc really started to be utilized in the early 2000s. Since then, dividend rates have gone up, ordinary rates have gone up, and other things have happened that have made the uh, calculation of the IC disc savings much more complicated. It's not quite as, uh, uh, quite as straight, uh, of a situation. Uh, 
kind of it's not as much of a clear-cut situation but in general if there is a preferential dividend rate i.e. a lower dividend rate then the IC disc has permanent immediate tax savings now let's jump over to C corps so for C corps the primary benefit of the IC disc is that it avoids double taxation now double taxation means that the C Corp is first taxed at the corporate tax rate, which is currently 21%, and then the shareholders are taxed at dividend rates on any distributions, which would be 23.8% for the highest uh, uh, income earners at the shareholder level. This is why flow-through companies were created, why S-Corps were created, I believe, back in the 1950s, is to eliminate that double taxation and allow the income to just flow through to the shareholder to be taxed one time. So as far as C-Corps go, uh, the IC disc avoids the corporate layer of taxation and the IC disc commission payment is taxed only at the dividend rate. Or said another way, whereas without a disc, the corporate, the corporation is taxed at corporation, corporate rates and the shareholders taxed at dividend rates, with the IC disc, the corporate layer is effectively eliminated. So the tax savings for a C Corp is whatever the prevailing corporate tax rate is. So thus, if corporate tax rates increase, the IC disc will become more valuable. That's the bottom line. So that was question one, and we covered that in a lot of parts. And if you have any follow-up questions on that, please let me know. I would be happy to have a call to discuss further. So the second question I receive a lot is, is the IC disc itself being targeted for repeal? So the answer to that is no. Because the IC disc does not typically benefit public companies, and because it's utilized only by private companies, it does not seem to attract the same attention as tax incentives for large multinational public companies. Additionally, uh, because the purpose of the IC disc is to encourage exporting, uh, in general, both sides of Congress like increasing exporting. Uh, the Republicans tend to like it because they feel like it makes U.S. companies more competitive in a global marketplace. And the Democrats tend to like it because they feel like increasing exports increases U.S. manufacturing and U.S. manufacturing jobs. Additionally, since the number of U.S. companies utilizing the IC disc numbers only a few thousand, it tends to fly below the radar screen of many legislatures, legislators, and average citizens. Now, every few years, the IC disc has been uh, discussed. There have been discussions to eliminate the IC disc, but uh, the, the interest in doing that has typically fallen by the wayside. So there's no way of knowing what the future of the IC disc is or the future of any tax law, but as far as we can tell, the Biden administration is not specifically targeting the IC disc. So the next question that we have received a lot is, if Biden does raise dividend rates, will it still make sense to have an IC disc? So for C-Corps, the answer is yes. 
because it's still eliminating the corporate layer, you will still get the tax savings from the corporate layer, no matter what the dividend rate is. And the reason that is, is let's say the corporate rates <laughs> stay at 21%, but dividend rates go from 23.8 to 40%. Well, without the disc, the company's being double taxed once at 21% and then once at 40%. With the disc, the corporate layer is avoided and the dividends are taxed at that 40% rate. So for C-Corps, uh, as long as they're being double taxed, which they always will be as near as we can tell, then the corporate tax layer can always be eliminated. So there's always savings regardless of what the dividend rates are. Now, for flow-throughs, like we discussed earlier, it's a whole nother story. If dividend rates are raised at the same rate as ordinary income, then for flow-throughs, the traditional IC disc benefits would be gone because there would be no differential between ordinary rates and dividend rates. <laughs> but uh, some strategies would still remain. You could still use the deferral feature on the first 10 million of exports to at least defer taxes for a year. So that's one thing. Another one is that you could use it as a way to compensate key employees at a lower tax rate to the benefit of both the employer and the employee. And then last but not least, the Roth IRA owned IC disc strategy would still be relevant and maybe even more attractive. Now, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to go into more detail on the Roth IRA. Uh, so if you're interested in that, just stick around to the end of the podcast. So the bottom line for this question is that even if the traditional tax savings evaporate, meaning you have a, a flow-through company, you should not be in a hurry to close down the IC disk. Uh, there's just a lot that's up in the air, and you can always close an IC disk later, but it's sometimes expensive if you close it and then you wish you'd had it and you set up a new one. So in general, we recommend to our clients that they be very cautious when closing an IC disk and even maybe just wait a year or two and file zero returns for the IC disk just to keep it active. Um, so that's, that's the bottom line on that one is to, even if it looks like the disk won't benefit you, don't be in any big hurry to shut it down. So next question. And this is actually really the last question that we receive in any significant numbers. So if the Biden administration does raise dividend rates effective January 1 of 2022, should I do anything differently with my IC disc for the 2021 tax year? The answer is a resounding yes. Now, if you think back to it, the normal IC disc process that the IRS lays out is that in a given tax year, let's say for 2020, since we're doing that work now, what would normally happen is as of 1231 of 2020, you have no idea what your IC disc commission amount will be because you don't know what your final taxable income, total sales, export sales are. So the IRS recognizes that and they allow you till the end of February of 2021 to make an estimated payment of at least 50% of what's called the quote, finally determined uh, IC disc commission amount. 
because of that lag in making the payment and because dividend income is recognized on a cash basis, there's a built-in deferral. And so that means that for most companies, they're taking the deduction in 2020 because they're on an accrual basis, but the shareholders are not picking up the dividend income until the subsequent year. Now, the IRS allows you to defer that income for the first $10 million of exports. So, um, but regardless, that's the normal way it works. However, if we know for sure that dividend rates are going up in 2022, then one would want to accelerate that dividend income into 2021. Now, the problem with that, though, is because you don't know for sure what the final commission amount is going to be, whatever estimate you make and pay at the end of December is guaranteed to not be accurate. It's either going to be too high or too low. If it's too high, that can be problematic. And so thus, there are certain steps and documents that need to be drafted and signed before the end of December of 2021 to allow for this accelerated dividend payment to be made to capture the lower tax rate, yet not create a whole set of other problems. So for our clients, uh, we have a, a process in place for that and all the documents. And uh, if in fact rates go up and this does need to be handled, we'll be proactively reaching out to all of our clients. And this service is just part of our normal service. So there's no extra cost for this, but that's only for current clients. If you're not currently a client of ours and would like to talk about this, you know, please feel free to, to reach out to me by email or phone. So that's the, uh, the bottom line on dividend rates for 2021. So that pretty much wraps up the four most common questions we receive. And I hope this has been helpful. Additionally, uh, until any legislation actually passes, all of these questions are speculation. But we are keeping an eye on this and have plans in place for our clients regardless of what happens. So I hope this episode was helpful. We're going to now go to the Roth IRA piece. So if you have any further questions on what's already been discussed, shoot me an email and we can set up a call. So now, as promised, more information on the Roth IRA-owned IC disk. So, by the way, the Roth IRA structure has been around for nearly two decades, and the IRS has not, has not been a huge fan of this strategy, and they've challenged it a number of times over the years. Because of these challenges, not many people have utilized it. But this has all started to change over the past few years as the IRS has lost several significant cases. With each lost case, more and more law firms and taxpayers are comfortable with this structure and it's being utilized more and more. The law firm that has been defending this structure most notably is the Chicago office of the law firm of Baker and McKinsey. We've had a long-standing relationship with Baker and McKinsey and they are our go-to firm for anything Roth IRA related. So let's talk about how the Roth IRA works at a high level. So 
a Roth IRA first needs to be created and needs to be funded with at least $2,500 because that's the minimum capitalization for an IC disc. Now, you could have one IRA own the disc, or you could have the Roth IRAs of several people own the disc. But regardless of how many uh, uh, Roth IRAs own the disc, the, oh, and by the way, the total capitalization of the disc needs to be 2,500. So if you had 10 Roth IRAs owning the disc, each Roth IRA would need only $250 in it for their portion of the 2,500. So once the Roth IRA is established, then a new IC disc needs to be created. Now, this needs to happen regardless of whether the operating company currently has an IC disc or not. The legal advice we've been given is there's a number of issues with taking a current IC disc that's in effect and in effect transferring the ownership to the Roth. So thus, a new disc needs to be created. The Once the disc is created, the Roth IRA purchases the stock of the new IC disc. The Roth IRA does not need to be owned by the shareholders of the operating company. It could be owned by the shareholders of the operating company, by children of the shareholders, grandchildren, or employees, or really any other uh, uh, party that the operating company would like to be an owner of the Roth IRA. So then, just like a regular uh, IC disc, the operating company pays a commission to the IC disc, and then the IC disc distributes the dividend to the Roth IRA that owns it. The IC disc then has to pay what's called UBIT tax, which stands for Unrelated Business Income Tax. And that tax is paid at the prevailing C-Corp tax rate. So today that would be 21%. And then the remaining after-tax balance grows tax-free and will be distributed tax-free due to it being owned by Roth. So this can be really compelling because that unrelated business income tax is currently less than what the top dividend tax rate is of 23.8%. But the real value comes from the tax-free growth and distribution. So so how do you utilize the Roth IRA-owned disk? So one is you can use the Roth IRA-owned IC disk as the sole IC disk of the operating company, or can be used as any uh, of, or could be used as one of any number of IC disks. So for example, the operating company could keep the original IC disk and then add the second IC disk. And then each year they could decide what percentage of the maximum IC disk commission amount to be paid to which IC disk. So a typical scenario we see is to have the Roth IRA owned by the second or third generation, meaning the children or grandchildren, in order to take maximum advantage of the decades of tax-free compounding. So again, imagine somebody had four grandchildren and those grandchildren were all, say, between the ages of five and ten, and there were Roth IRAs for each of them. And then for our client, a typical client pays about a million dollars a year in IC disc commissions. So let's just say that that only one year of commissions was paid to this, like kind of as a one-time funding. So that's a million dollars that goes to the discs. 21% is paid as unrelated business income tax. And then the 
IRAs are collectively left with $790,000 or about $200,000 per grandchild. Well, so think about this. If it compounds, it, and by the way, that money can be invested any way that you want, you know, mutual funds or individual stocks. But let's just say that that money was put into an index fund that, uh, you know, just tracked the broader market. Let's just say conservatively it earned 8%. Well, imagine the compounding of those grandchildren from the age of, say, five to the age of 75 when they took the money out. You can only imagine 70 years of compounding that $200,000 would turn into millions uh, or tens of millions of value over the uh, ongoing 70 years. So that's a big uh, part of the strategy. So on the other hand, a shareholder that owns a company who's 70 years old already, uh, it may not be as beneficial to shift money to a Roth that they own uh, because they don't have the remaining years to maximize the tax-free growth of that. So, um, and additionally, by having the next generation on the disc, it's a way of intergenerational wealth transfer without being subject to estate tax limitations. And, um, and by the way, the Roth IRA can be used now as a strategy. One does not have to wait till tax rates change. So if you're interested in exploring further, several things to keep in mind. One, because Baker and McKinsey has more experience with this structure than any other law firm I know of, we generally recommend clients consulting with Baker and McKinsey for the legal aspect of this strategy, and we are happy to make an introduction. The second thing is that most, most Roth IRA custodians are not familiar with the Roth IRA owned IC disk structure. Therefore, if you just call up your bank or average wealth advisor, the custodian does not have the ability to invest the funds within the IRA into a IC disk. We know of only a handful of firms who can serve in this custodial role with a Roth IRA owned IC disc. Uh, we have relationships with, we believe, the best firms in this area, and we're happy to make a recommendation. Lastly, if you'd like to have a more general conversation around the Roth IRA, we're happy to set up a call. So now that we've covered the Roth IRA structure, I guess it's time to wrap up this uh, shorter Q&A episode. So I hope this has been helpful. And the one-on-one -on -one calls we've had, it has been very helpful. But I'm hoping that this structure is a more efficient way to convey the information to our 10,000-plus contacts and subscribers to the podcast. So please let me know if you have any comments or suggestions or would like to have a call to discuss further. But the bottom line is there's currently no changes have been made. And although it's good to think about these things a bit in advance, I've also learned from doing this for many years that one should also balance that with not getting too uh, caught up and spending too much time thinking through every possible scenario until the legislation is actually passed or is on the verge of being passed. So uh, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I hope you have a great day.
There we have it. Another great episode. Thanks for listening in. If you want to continue the conversation, go to icdiscshow.com. That's ic-disc-show.com. And we have additional information on the podcast, archived episodes, as well as a button to be a guest. So if you'd like to be a guest, go select that and fill out the information. And we'd love to have you on the show. So that's it. We'll be back next time with another episode of the IC Disc Show.